genre. This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome to Theme Park This, the only podcast that dares ask the question, could we retheme Soren over California into Sully, Soren over the Hudson? My name is Brian Green, and with me I have Scott Corelli. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Kyle Crane. Hello, hello. And we have a guest with us, everyone. Uh, we have the amazing, wonderful Julia Prescott. Hello, Julia. Hi. I'm so happy to have wonderful. you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Uh, so you might recognize uh, Julia from her uh, podcast, Round Springfield. Uh, she also wrote a, a an episode of a little TV show you might know called The Simpsons. Yeah. Was, never, <laughs> never heard of it. Never, never heard, heard of it. it. <laughs> uh, no. Know. So, okay. I got, we got, congratulations on that, Julia. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. The episode you you wrote was the Treehouse of Horror 31. And you know, I'm I'm a big Halloween person myself. I'm sure you are as well. Uh, how cool was it to write this beloved tradition? Oh my God, the coolest. I mean, just writing an episode of The Simpsons is the most surreal thing in the world. Um, I've been a, a working TV writer for 10 plus years, and I've written mostly in the animation space. And, um, you know, like, it was bizarre because I kept finding myself bouncing between being a working writer and being at work, opening a file of, you know, my script and working through the normal procedure of, of what that is like. And then I would find myself uh, writing things like, you know, Homer enters the house and he says this or whatever. And I'd have this moment where I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> like Homer says <laughs> what? <laughs> and that to me was like just that level of surreal and I'm, I'm so used to working on shows, you know, like I said, animation, it takes so long before it actually sees the light of day. Uh, a lot of time, you know, I'll have like the show that I've been working on for years come out years, years later. And that's when all of the congratulations happen. So I'm just so used to like people not knowing what I'm writing and, and all that stuff. But this, you know, by far was the most known thing that I've ever worked on. Um, and then uh, the fact that it was a treehouse was like the most, you know, just, yeah, surreal, insane, like, I, I don't even know. I can't, <laughs> can't find the it's words. It's like you got to write three episodes of The Simpsons. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <I think laughs> which, you know, it's like, there's a pro and con to that, too. But um, yeah, it. it like to be a part of that grain tradition to me was the most special. So I'll never stop thanking Al Jean for giving me that opportunity. It really uh, was the nicest thing, <laughs> the best nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. And that includes my That's husband amazing. who married me. <laughs> well, hoping they bring you back. So we're not here to talk about the Simpsons though. We're here to talk about some Aww. theme parks. Uh, yeah. So Julia, tell us a little bit about your theme park background. Like what, what got you into theme parks? Uh, what's your history? So I grew up in the Valley. I grew up in North Hollywood and, you know, being an LA kid, I think has its own layer of like, you go to theme parks because that's just what's nearby. I grew up in the shadow of Universal Studios. Um, I would go to high school, take the, you know, subway from North Hollywood to downtown LA on my way home. I'd get, um, I'd stop off at Universal Studios just before going home to do uh, my homework, had a pass like you do. And um, so that's like one component to it. But um, more specifically, uh, my mom has always worked for the Disney company. She um, came to Hollywood to make it and then, you know, uh, pivoted into working in uh, entertainment law. She's not a lawyer, but she works with lawyers and um, has worked at Disney for pretty much all my life. 
And it was, you know, magically in such a crazy serendipitous type of way, like the best cheapest thing for a single mom to take her kids to do. Disneyland was always free for us. And, you know, also Disney vacations were much cheaper than any other vacation. So I grew up just like knowing that Disneyland was the thing we did. But, you know, on top of that, like I very early, I think, identified what was special about it beyond just that, you know, top layer of it being freaking Disneyland. I was always really fascinated with like the Imagineering aspect of it. Maybe that was partly due to the fact that I would go and visit my mom at her office at the Disney studio. And then we'd like get lunch at the Imagineering building and I'd look around and be like, oh my God. It just, to me, was so cool that adults could age into a career that is still like making magic. Um, And I'm sure I know that has directly influenced my um, career in writing, mostly animation and, and writing TV. But yeah, I just grew up having that be like the place. It's, you know, our my sister and I's playground. And then when I became... Uh, a teenager, um, I also became a ska kid, like really <laughs> deeply OC ska like kid. Like you do. Like you do. And <laughs> I found myself uh, taking the, there was a bus that was the Disneyland bus that would go from downtown to, to, to Disneyland because I didn't have a car. And I would take that every single weekend to go to ska shows. And then, you know, like any Orange County kid, you just go to Disneyland all the time. So that was a large part of like my teenage years too. And yeah, I just like, for me, I thought it was just something like kind of quirky about myself that I don't talk about a lot because it's like not the coolest, sexiest thing to be like, (laughs) I'm super, you know, you guys know, geeking out over tiny details and geeking out over, oh, what do they've got planned for this part of Tomorrowland? And You know, and also like sharing my street cred with theme parks, which is I've, you know, ridden um, Space Mountain with the lights on. I rode um, rocket rods, you know, like, again, going to Disneyland was like the thing our family did. So I've been there for all the shit and the opening of California Adventure. And um, (laughs) technically, I mean, according to my mom, but she loves to tell the story. Technically, we are in Soarin' Over California at that end part where they go over Main Street and they have the parade and everything. That was during a Disney employee night. So we're like supposedly off to the side, you know. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, can you find us? I can't. But (laughs) we were there (laughs) and it was was wild to like see the helicopter soar in and, you know, take the footage and all that stuff. And yeah, and I also feel like, I don't know, my white whale for if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I would be either a theme park journalist or I should have been a Jungle Cruise skipper. And that is like (laughs) the job that got away. Um, I think about it all the time. But yeah, that's just the abbreviated version of why. Yeah. Why theme parks are so important to me. And I think also because, you know, it is it's not like a film where you have this like finished product that you can pick apart and dissect. It's something that is living and breathing and can mean whatever it it wants to mean for that person who experiences it. And I love the wholesomeness of it. (laughs) I love, you know, the people that love it. Um, I describe myself as a posse. So (laughs) for me, it like radiates joy. And so I'm just like, there's nothing bad. There's nothing. I was I was at downtown Disney last night, you guys. I've been going and like just walking around and being like, I miss you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's I think I, that was longer than I intended to answer it. But oh, that was go. perfect. That's we great. appreciate that. <laughs> okay, so I do got to bring up one other thing. Uh, last year, uh, you went a bit viral with a with a tweet that I just absolutely adored. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Can, can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, I went viral for being lonely. And, um, you know, that's the way to go. I went viral being lonely and jobless. And so didn't get me a job, by the way. But, um, you know, I did appreciate the love from people like yourself. Um, I the tweet was uh, I wrote, I didn't get a writing job. So now I'm at Disneyland alone. And it was me alone in front of um, that first, you know, uh, the train station at Disneyland 
And I continued to tweet throughout the day. Um, I think what really like turned the corner for people in following my lonely journey was the second rejection that I got during that day of, oh, <laughs> of celebrating right. uh, my rejection. Yeah, I got, I, and that one hurt way harder because I was not expecting it. Um, but I just ended up having the best day ever because I, you know, was interacting with people online, but I was also like just you know, doing it for myself, having fun. There's something about going to Disneyland alone that is so special. It's not sad. <laughs> it's like, you know, celebratory in my book. And yeah, with like the help of now that they have Oga's Cantina with, you know, alcohol being served, I got a little buzzy. I, you know, was just wandering around listening to music. Um, and yeah, just feeling the community of people who found that tweet and, you know, uh, responded to it, I think, uh, that that was what it was all about. So I'm happy mm. in that regard to go viral for being lonely. <laughs> yeah, the last so, time I was lonely and jobless, I just gained 30 pounds. So that's yeah. a same, far same. better way to spend it. Yeah. I mean, so the, if the I, thing is, it, Julia, I was on my way after that day. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Julia, I live halfway between Disneyland and World. So if yeah. I, uh, yeah, exactly. If I if I'm sad and lonely, then I just eat a eat a pint of ice cream i don't get to go to ice cream and go to disneyland you know we, uh, i've always listen, we get I've always to make our that. own yeah right yeah, yeah we get to make our own whatever version of that is i just so happen to live driving distance to disneyland but otherwise right. i'd probably find some way to you know recreate that in my own so julia when i invited you to be on the show you sent me a list and i absolutely love this list of every thing that you possibly wanted to make a theme park out of. And since you sent me that list, you're contractually obligated to do every single one of them. Uh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, 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 you, ha you should have seen my face when I saw your list. Cause it is so weird and so goofy and it's a blast. <laughs> uh, but we, the one that we honed in on here, uh, we were thinking about the timing of this episode release. Uh, we, we honed in on Hank's giving yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, the works of Tom Hanks. Uh, so tell us, Tell us a little bit about your attachment to Tom Hanks. Yeah. So I mentioned to you that um, two things. I have a Tom Hanks themed bathroom in my house and I've had it. We've lived here for almost four years, but I didn't mention this. We lived in another house before and there was a Tom Hanks bathroom in there too. So it has traveled with us. Um, I don't exactly know why or how or when it started, um, but I've just, I guess... I'm somebody who broadcasts my likes <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, like I said, joy machine. So I'm just going to broadcast what I like all the time. And we, I broadcasted to my friends that I really loved Tom Hanks. I just find him to be the best person living. <laughs> one of, one of, one of, um, but there's something that is like, you know, pure joy about him that I uh, recognize and identify with. And so we just slowly started receiving Tom Hanks, like, art and Tom Hanks posters. One thing about the Tom Hanks bathroom, nothing in there is purchased and nothing in there is like, a, you know, something as straight as like a Forrest Gump poster. It's all like things that have a slight artistic twist to them, which okay. I'm kind of proud of. <laughs> and um, also the second thing is uh, for two years in a row, my husband and I have hosted um, Tom Hanks giving which is a new tradition we started with our friends where it's the day after Thanksgiving proper. We have Tom Hanks giving, which is of course the day where you get together with your friends and you bring over whatever leftovers you happen to have from Thanksgiving. And then uh, people, if they want to, can dress up as Tom Hanks type characters. I dressed <laughs> up as Wilson, the volleyball ones. Um, only, lo I, only looking back now, it was probably, I mean, I had, like blood on my face for the time for the Wilson thing, but it, I'm, I look at those photos now and I'm like, that's not no, we don't we don't do this anymore. But um, we we also, <laughs> my husband and I are you know we're fucking quirky man. Like we will not like we will run not walk to doing a pun based snack spread. Um, that is something that I'm like really missing in COVID times because you know for Oscars we do pun based snacks on the nominees and especially for Tom Hanks giving, you know, we've done, uh, <laughs> that thing you do D E W with Mountain Dew. We would do, um, <laughs> I think for, for Sully, we did like, 
<laughs> with chips and salsa. We did salsi, and you know the, that was kind of a stretch. I'm trying to think of some of the others. They'll come to me. Um, but but yeah, we we would have our snack spread for Tom Thanksgiving. Um, but then also people, we would have a table for Thanksgiving leftovers and people just come over and we'd have a YouTube mix of, um, Tom Hanks trailers and scenes from his movies. And, um, <laughs> I'm, I want to say that one time I did put on Captain Phillips, like on mute in the background and people, <laughs> people were like this, no, of all the Tom Hanks movies. And I was like, but. I'm the captain now, but uh, I don't know. He just is somebody who I like put him on the same shelf as like Dolly Parton and RuPaul and all these different people who just bring joy. And Mm -hmm. I just don't think they're bad people and I'm excited to celebrate them. So yeah, he is, he's basically Papa to me. (laughs) Somebody tried to like sexualize him to me recently. And I was so grossed out Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I was like, no, you need to get out of my space. (laughs) Tom Hanks started out as America's best friend. And now he's America's dad. That's the trajectory. There is a no point in which he was a sex figure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The closest I got the other day, we actually, um, we just watched the, that thing you do extended cut. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that thing you do, he wrote that in like 30 days, and it's a mm-hmm. fucking masterpiece, and I'm mad wow. about it. Um, we watched the extended cut, and the closest I've come to sexualizing Tom Hanks is sexualizing Tom Everett Scott, who's supposed to be like a mini Tom Hanks in that. Like, that was the only mm-hmm. time that I like looked at him, and I looked at Hanks in the same scene, and I was like, okay, I get it. I want to like make out with Tom Everett Scott, but I do not <laughs> want to make out with daddy. So like, it's just as different, you know, it's yeah. hard sometimes. <laughs> I have that feeling about Tom Everett Scott as well. Mm. Uh, so Scott, what do you, what do you think about Tom Hanks? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's great. He's uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know that any actor has ever had uh, a run of movies like him. I mean, he, there's definitely a lot of misses, throughout his career and there's even movies that are hits that i think we all look back on and go uh, uh <laughs> you know i people have weird feelings about forrest gump um right. people definitely have weird feelings about the da vinci code series which is <laughs> yeah very very strange that that's tom hanks um, and people haven't determined how they feel about larry crown yet i think no <laughs> still um, a little bit more to process on that one yeah yeah but uh yeah i mean that thing you do is is one of my favorite movies uh of all time and uh you know he's it wouldn't exist without him uh you know catch me if you can i mean it's 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 a crazy amount of hits and then plus the whole meg ryan sort of rom-com partnership is like yeah. one of my favorite things i mean i just re-watched sleepless in seattle and you've got mail like maybe a month ago um and it's crazy how much those movies hold up uh mm-hmm. weirdly um and yeah i just i i love him he's just so effortlessly charming yeah. in a variety of different character archetypes you know he's as charming in a league of their own as he is in you know you've got mail or whatever um and they're completely different characters but he's just as charming uh and that's that's kind of that's kind of amazing that's to say nothing of woody which is i know i know who we all pray to every night exactly yeah right my woody shrine please forgive me woody (laughs) for my sins yeah he just i should also say i'm realizing as we're talking um so i'm a child of divorce and uh i find father figures out in the wild as a result and i Mm -hmm. think that he's kind of the ultimate dad for me in that way (laughs) where it like it comforts me to know that he exists mm-hmm. like, and he doesn't need to be my actual father figure, but I'm just happy that he's out there being a father figure to other people. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. How about you Kyle? Yeah. Tom Hanks is great. Now I feel like I don't even have to qualify that statement with a bunch of facts <laughs> yeah. because it's just something we all accept, you know? Um, but uh, I mean, just the, the range that the guy has is doing Philadelphia and also Joe versus the volcano. And then, you know, kind of uh, really putting Pixar on the map with Woody, the cowboy. It's just uh, mm-hmm. the guy is amazing and an American treasure. And 
I can't wait to talk about him today. I just want to say real quick that I am a, a huge fan of kind of his Meg Ryan trilogy. I think mm-hmm. that You've Got Mail is kind of a really subversive movie and also kind of a, a time capsule from the late 90s, like pre 9-11 kind of like world that we all lived in. And it's really strange yeah. to go back and rewatch that movie and say like this movie saying a lot about like capitalism. But at the same time, it's also just this weird, weird little time capsule of just like, I remember so vividly people talking nonstop about Starbucks and how it was like <laughs> a thing at the time. And you could do an entire comedy set just on Starbucks. So, uh, yeah, uh, Tom Hanks is fantastic. And, uh, I feel like it's, um, I can't really add anything else to the conversation. Other than the fact <laughs> that I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same, uh, same way. He's, he's kind of perfect. He's just always been there and, I, I would like to think that he always will be, you know, not to bum anyone out, but uh, he's amazing. And I, the last few years have really been great for me for uh, the Thanksgiving. Like, is, I think it's kind of become more of a thing in the last few years uh, here in Austin. We have a comedy troupe called master pancake every year. They, uh, or, so every weekend and uh, they uh, riff on a movie. Uh, and sometimes they'll do clip shows of certain actors and every Thanksgiving they do Thanksgiving. And so it's just yeah. a clip show of all of Tom Hanks's movies, uh, and it is the best. It is so much fun to watch, and they've been streaming their stuff live, uh, uh, live on Twitch uh, during COVID. So if you have a chance, check them out on Twitch. They're so much fun. That's um, rad. I know that Alamo Draft House has been doing uh, an event called Thanksgiving too, where they like screen uh-huh. these movies. So yeah. I'm glad that that is growing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where actually, uh, yeah, they do uh, Thanksgiving at, or they do their shows at Alamo here in Austin. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's start talking about uh, our Tom, our Thanksgiving theme park. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to be building up an entire theme park based on the work of Tom Hanks. And first off, I got to say, I was originally going to say that he has a presence in theme parks, of course, because of Toy Story, but he actually doesn't. It's his brother, right? right? It's Jim right. Hanks. His brother plays the voice of Woody in all of the theme park appearances. Wow, I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. that kind of makes sense. I know that they do those sound alikes all the time. He's mm-hmm. just too big to do the theme park ride. Theme uh, <laughs> parks and video games. He stays away from them. Uh, yeah. You know, if I were if I were in a movie, I would absolutely do the ride. I, w- I would be so excited to hear my dumb voice on the ride. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you don't have a brother that sounds exactly like you who probably needs money. So yeah. he's throwing <laughs> him a, a great bone. gift to his brother. Yeah. He's yeah. Some work. But I'm sure there's a lot of contractual reasons why him doing the voice is not the best for him and his fee or I don't right. know. Yeah. There right. I go. Right. Mother in entertainment law. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just when I think it hasn't uh, affected me. <laughs> before we go into this theme park, can I make a ground rule? Sure. Uh, yes. That we have absolutely no Bubba Gump presence in the park whatsoever. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That's I'm, I'm, I'm fair territory. With that. Just yeah, to get yeah. That we don't want to take that away from them because what would they have left? Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so if it is a, a truly a Thanksgiving park, should it always be fall in this park? Oh. At least at least on the, the main street area, like the, the, the entrance area, should it always be fall in that area? I like that idea. Maybe. I like the idea of the main street area being like a New York City back lot because he's shot movies on those a lot okay um i can i can just imagine him like running down a a million like new york fake new york backlots um and so it feels like that would be what his main street would be to me anyway can you imagine i mean this is a little bit more universal studios but like can you imagine a bunch of like walk around face characters that are all different tom hanks's you could have oh, like yeah. a barbershop quartet that's a bunch of Hankses. <laughs> the, the, also- the David S. Pumpkins around Halloween would oh, just be. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that would be great. I, I have I, to tell I, you. I can't wait. So I'm probably just going to shout out my husband a bunch during this because <laughs> we're in love. Deal with it. But he's also very <laughs> talented. <laughs> he's a very talented artist and animator. Um, and he made me a present for, I think, Christmas last year the year before no two years ago which perfectly combined the themes of today's conversation it was a david s pumpkins poster done in the style of the haunted mansion poster with the building behind it the building from david s pumpkins and it said like any questions and it was him doing the hitchhiking ghost thing with the other two skeleton guys it's for sale if anybody wants to buy it um, I need to yeah. find this. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. incredible. 
You can see. Oh, that is gorgeous. (laughs) That's amazing. Listeners can't see this, of course, but maybe I'll send you the link so that you could buy it. He overheard me talking. He just rushed Yeah, I'll I'll tweet it out for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I look at it every day and I'm just like, God, is there anything more beautiful? (laughs) 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 I just don't think there is. I'm still processing it. I have one thing that I think might be more beautiful because my idea for uh, the end at the end of Main Street, I would love a statue of Tom Hanks that is Hanks as Walt Disney with a plaque that says, get on the horse, Pamela. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know what? I foolishly was so blinded by just Hanks and Hanks that I completely forgot that he already has that theme park connection with playing Walt Disney. I mean, of course I saw Saving Mr. Banks opening weekend and loved the hell out of Mm -hmm. it, but I just, (laughs) Hanks is separate, you know? I just don't think about him in that way. Well, I think, I just think we need a carousel and I think we need that statue there. That's That's good. I think that's a good... And I guess, I mean, since I brought it up, maybe our version of Haunted Mansion is the David S. Pumpkins building. Or is the David S. Pumpkins a drop ride? I was going to say, it could be a combo of Tower of Terror. That's actually where it should be. Maybe it's a surprise drop ride. It starts off like Haunted Mansion, and then Mm. suddenly you're on a drop ride and you didn't know. Right. So you're asked any questions. Well, (laughs) it drops. Mm -hmm. My wife, I have to give credit to my wife here. She, uh, She had an idea to do a haunted mansion style ride but you're going through the house of the money pit that's good (laughs) that's good yeah that could be the haunted mansion dark ride but then the tower of terror could be um david s pumpkins and you could borrow a little bit of um the disney world tower of terror when you go outside of Mm -hmm. um the elevator shaft and then that could be the different elements of David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Here's how we really subvert it. Uh, you think it's going to be a drop ride, and you just see David S. Pumpkins a couple times, and then you just lower da- back down slowly. <laughs> and it's over. Well, well, it could be that you, you like, maybe... <laughs> I've got it. So it is a drop ride. It is a drop ride. But instead of the way that they have in Tower Terror and um, Guardians, where, like, the doors open and it's to shock you and scare you, the doors just keep opening slowly and keep asking you any questions. So that <laughs> you're like, okay, so now maybe the drop is going to happen. It's like, slow, any questions? Slow, any questions? Slow, until you're, like, perfectly on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everyone's just confused and um, forced back into the night. Like any true good it? ride. That was the ride? Oh, okay. Is that the ride? <laughs> <laughs> and then the person, the, you know, park, the cast member, whatever, asks you any questions before the door is closed. You have so many questions, but they don't give you the opportunity. We can just keep plussing this up, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, does the Polar Express run its way around the, around the park? So that's what I was about to say. If we're talking about scary rides, we have to talk about the dead eyed people that inhabit the Polar Express, right? Yeah. I, okay. So I'm going to say that for my Hanks park, I do not want a permanent Polar Express presence, but Mm. for the Halloween horror night version at the Hanks <laughs> Park. I think like a haunted hayride, Polar Express, um, or just like a maze <laughs> where you're trying to escape the dead-eyed Tom Hanks's. <laughs> that could be fun. It's like you get a little bit of it, but it's not a bummer year-round. Does that make Can sense? Can you have an entire segment where he sings about hot chocolate? He, like yes. screams in your face about hot chocolate? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite scene in the movie. It's horrifying. It's all horrifying. The whole thing is horrifying. They had stars in their eyes. You know, they shot for those stars and they landed way well below. I love Zemeckis, but God, (laughs) what is he doing? I know he was, uh, he was, he was working nine to five so he could spend time with his kids. That's why he did all those. I respect it. Speaking of children, though, I, uh, I I do definitely want a Fox Books and a shop around the corner. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, kids, kids bookstore. Um, yes. I think that's a I think that's a no brainer. And I like it because now Fox Books being sort of like a Barnes and Noble 
thing is now like a, like a, oh, remember Barnes and Noble? Like a no. of these bookstores? Yeah. It's so funny that that movie is about those bookstores taking over the little, little shops because now Amazon took over all of them and now independent bookstores are like having a oh. resurgence. You're spoiling so. my spec script. <laughs> my next question is we've already talked about the Hanks walk around characters. Do we have a Steve Zahn walk around character? As both Lenny and whatever his name was in uh, You've Got Mail. Yeah. To everyone um, listening, Steve, the work of Steve Zahn was on Julia's list. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was. I Listen, I... I you just about- Trojan horsed us right here to make a Steve Zahn episode <laughs> is what you're doing. Two, four. Listen, I do the Tom Hanks giving, but I also do it Steve Zahnathon. So if you guys want to talk about that... <laughs> like I said, I'm fresh on my that thing you do trivia. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that thing you do, I definitely wanted an attraction that is uh the the Oneeders Wonders animatronic performance mm. of some Absolutely. kind. Like a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant kind of performance. An animatronic and not like a Fab Five trivia band? No, I th- I want animatronics. I want robots, Julia. Okay. <laughs> the I'm more robots, the better. I, I want robots, quick. and I just want a robot Tom Hanks off to the side of the stage doing this, doing that <laughs> the, with, the, with the fist where he does the little fist pump. Well, the, the listeners be, at home will can, love that. Yeah, It could be an overlay of Superstar Limo, but it will be their meteoric rise and their immediate burnout. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. We'll have I to think. borrow uh, the uh, the Monsters Inc. ride from Disney. I think we'll be fine That's with that. Fine, they're not using it that much these days. <laughs> That's true. Oh, <laughs> made myself uh, sad. Larry Crown Vespa, something, something to do with Larry Crown Vespas. I think <laughs> kind of ride instead of the Autopia Speedway. Yeah, I'm sure. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be um the way the ride mechanics for the mater ride in cars land mm-hmm. and they also have done the same configuration the luigi with that thing Betamax too ride. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. but with the vespa and then if you like robots so much you can have a robot julia roberts yeah that accompanies you in the way that baymax accompanies you on this new ride excellent i think that's perfect Okay, so how about uh, Tom Sawyer Island, but it is the island from uh, uh, Castaway. Castaway. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say like Joe versus the volcano. Yeah, Castaway works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you go in. Uh, oh, and the the like the lightsaber experience. You make your own Wilson. You get like red paint. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's really good. Yeah, and yeah. you could have. They could have like um, a paint by numbers, like pre printed design on the volleyball so that oh, yeah. kids that aren't artistically inclined don't feel bad that's uh-huh. good yeah you gotta, you gotta be welcoming <laughs> oh you know what actually i'm gonna say well maybe on top of that and in, not instead of but on top okay. obviously a treat very much like the dole whip very much like the main street corn dog um mm. maybe it's a specialty treat just for the holidays you get a powdered jelly donut that has a Wilson image <laughs> on the top in jam. Or maybe yeah. it's a cookie. Maybe it's a cookie. We don't know. We don't know yet. We have to do the test kitchens first. But yes. I think that that's, that's a fun treat for the whole family. Or it's the, it's the jelly donut. And then as the jelly comes out, you put your hand in it and then make the print yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. people will be like in a post COVID world, if we ever get there, but in a post COVID <laughs> I think actually, you know what, in a post COVID world, yes, because I think that what's going to happen after we all get the vaccine, um, we're just going to be licking fire poles. We're just going to be licking everything. We're going to be out yeah. on the road, just like, gimme, gimme, gimme. I can't we're wait. all going to be <laughs> celebrating getting colds and flus. So I, I really missed looking fire poles. I, yeah, I loved it. I, it's the most horrifying thing about all of this. <laughs> I <can't do> <laughs> um, I think we need a typewriter store of some sort. Yes, you're correct. Yes. Uh, for the those Tom of you Hanks don't street. know, Tom Hanks collects typewriters. Oh, that's, oh, I didn't know that's that. like his hobby. That's a thing that yeah. he does. Huh. So we, we definitely have, need to have that. We have his book of short stories. Um, that are all like tangentially uh, connected to typewriters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, we support daddy. <laughs> yeah. We, we're proud of him when he tries the thing. <laughs> so 
He's not bad. Maybe a type maybe a typewriter museum Ooh. with like with like Tom Hanks like voiceover talking about each <laughs> exhibit. Each I one like on a podium that. with like a light shining on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could be sort of the way that um it's set up around great moments from Mr. Lincoln. You know how they have in mm-hmm. Disneyland that section that's like a museum section and it like, you know, is rotating for different exhibits. But yeah. we could do a typewriter exhibit for the opening day. Yeah, great typewriters with Mr. Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as the best place to get AC. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Need a okay. nap, go to the typewriter off. place. So uh, I think we should just do what Disneyland was going to do and make Splash Mountain, but about Splash. Oh. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a knock out of the park already. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is. Uh, that is. I don't know what the plot of that is, though. I, I don't either. Mermaids. There you go. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's mermaids. Wait, I'm sorry. You guys. <laughs> no, no, no. Seen... I don't know what the plot of the ride is. Okay. The, ri- the ride yeah. version of Splash. I've seen Splash. I know Splash. I mean, but it could just be like a recap uh, of the movie story, much in the way that the Little Mermaid ride is. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. You know, uh, it just now, ends with a drop. Can we yeah. do like cg extra hair to cover up her butt like like they did for disney plus Uh, i don't know how we'll do that i feel like maybe do like a pepper's ghost effect so Mm. it looks like it's very clearly not the actual hair yeah (laughs) i have a pitch what if we take now that the little mermaid ride is in my head what if we take the robot of king triton but we just swap out the head and have it be Daryl Hannah's head with her long, <laughs> wavy hair. Because I still want people to ride this ride and go, damn, Daryl Hannah's fucking ripped. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most distracting. You guys have ridden that ride, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. King, yes. Triton, yeah. King Triton is ripped. He's like yeah. B90X, P90X, whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> Being a mermaid, you have to constantly work out your core when you're flipping yeah. your fins. It makes sense, you know. It makes sense, man. Yeah. Where was that in my octopus that. teacher? I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, do we know how we are going to fit in a giant piano that people get to take Instagram pictures while they're dancing on? Oh. Are we going to have a scale FAO Schwartz somewhere on our main street? Yeah. We could. We I could. think we need to. What if the entire main street was just a piano and it's this awful cacophony of noise? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It's a nightmare. Yeah. That's great. Well, That's a better you idea. know, what we could do is for Hanks's birthday, which I believe is in July. <laughs> I love that. I almost know that. Um, we could do like an overlay on the main street of main street mm. and have it be from a helicopter above a piano. Yeah. People okay. would enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't play. That would be disastrous, but we could do that, you know, just put it a could pin also in that be for a, the future. It could also be a nighttime projection show that does play every night. And that's oh, part of the that's part of the thing. Good. You don't do it, it does it, but it does project onto the floor. I like so that. You can watch it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe there's or, performers that dance around and do it. If we wanted to do like a haunted mansion that wasn't whatever we said it was before oh um money pit uh, um yeah we could have it be a retrospective of his imdb page and um we could pass and it could still be spooky because and we could pass uh it's like playing itself when you your car turns the corner the piano is just like going at it with no hanks robot around and that's very scary so we are tom hanks yes in the right story Mm. Mm -hmm. excellent Mm -hmm. all along all right um all right we need to talk about airports because there needs to be an airport airplane some kind of something with airports and airplanes because three at least three that i can think of feature airplanes heavily the terminal obviously mm-hmm. catch me if you can and yes. sully so yeah. mm-hmm. some kind of airplane thing needs to be involved here somewhere so can i pitch one real quick yeah uh, catch me if you can era bar so yeah. kind of like 60s mod style yeah. twa terminal type uh bar i love that I, I don't know if that's in the movie or anything it's been a while since i've seen it it was really good but still um yeah i think that'd be pretty cool yeah, yeah i'm on board yeah, with that nice yeah, I know I joked about it at the beginning, but I love the idea of a Soren, but like you end up landing in the, the Hudson River at the end of it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> they just spray your legs with water and you're like, oh, no. 
That is, that's a great Soren overlay. I was going to say, I mean, if we are to do a barbershop quartet, I feel like all, all the pilot E, even though he wasn't <laughs> a pilot in Catch Me If You Can, but all of them in like right. the similar type of role would be really funny and on point. I mean, mm-hmm. when we talk about the terminal, I just feel like we need like a Burger King presence then, yeah. you know, like. The terminal could be our food court, for lack of a better. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. So, yeah, what kind of uh, so what, what kind of food do we have in the terminal? So well, definitely Burger the Burger King. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, whatever's in airports. I mean. <laughs> so a Chili's <laughs> too is what I'm hearing. Everything's a Chili's Cinnabon. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chili's, Cinnabon, yeah. Burger King, yeah. yeah. Whatever that Starbucks. bookstore that they always have. Um, so no, three bookstores we're going to have in this park. Yes. <laughs> That's what I want to get when I uh, when I go to my theme parks as a book. I mean, Disneyland opening day had a brazier shop. So dream it, mm-hmm. do it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so every every bench in the park will be the Forrest Gump bench. I think yes. that goes without yeah. saying. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's just like there's just like a, a feather on the line that's kind of like floats in front of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's our phantasmic? I feel like we're kind of going in that oh. direction. Uh, that could be Forrest Gump itself, right? It could be kind of just like through the ages. <laughs> His yeah. journey. It'd be huge with the boomer crowd. Yeah. It would be oh, huge. I, I don't I don't want that to be a permanent fixture just because you know, then it doesn't become about Hanks anymore. It becomes about how Hanks inter- interacts with other people's stories. Mm. You feel me? So mm. I just, <laughs> I feel like we need to do something that's a little bit more central to him. Um, it could be just a super cut of all the things that he's done that people enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with like a, a water, uh, smoky um, projection, fantastical explosion. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a reminder that, um, you know, you can watch Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. <laughs> that is something that you could do. You could do it. Oh, God. It you could do it. Or, or, or it is just a super cut of Cloud Atlas with all of his parts. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, like I'm not that. being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer something good. We can we can call the show the true truth. The true truth. Oh, true truth. do we have a water world stunt show that is Captain Phillips? Mm. Oh, that could be. I cool. like that. That could yeah. be very cool. As I was going to suggest, a uh, a born uh, what is the born stunt show style Forrest Gump stunt show? Oh, just yeah, which is him running through different well, like the running in place, but like <laughs> oh the, yeah, everything else is moving. Yeah, he's. He's done action movies. Like, I don't know why that's... Greyhound. Yeah, Yeah, but, you know, Forrest Gump. I mean, he's running on the poster for Inferno. Yeah, that's true. We could do that. Have any of y'all seen Greyhound yet? I have not yet. So for the longest time, I referred to that movie as Sully, but on a bus, because I thought he was a bus driver. (laughs) (laughs) No. Silly, silly, silly. And then I realized, oh, he's it's a war movie. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, going back to Captain Phillips, just there, I know that I just confess that I made a whole group of people that I know and love watch Captain Phillips against their will. But I think that a Captain Phillips water stunt show could be so fun because I see it where, you know, I don't know if this is the beginning of the show or the ending of the show, but like some local actor being like, I'm the captain now. All right, thanks so much, guys. Let's meet our cast. And then they come out and, like, and playing the two Somali pirates. It's Derek and Dave. All their headshots oh, no. are at the front. Listen, I'm, yeah. you know. I would absolutely watch this. Yeah. Okay, so I think every day there needs to be some sort of a, maybe not a parade. But like yeah. maybe like a street atmosphere show uh, with, uh, with uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's music video for I Really Like You. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, excellent. you're right. That's you're absolutely correct. <laughs> oh, man. Is is Apollo 13 our like Space Mountain e-ticket? Oh. Yeah, that or like, um, well, that's actually a better idea. But I was going to say um, the, the trip to Mars or trip to the moon, voyage to the moon. What is it? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Uh, but no, your idea is better. (laughs) (laughs) So what goes wrong on the ride while you're riding it that gives it that uh, we're stuck in space and we got to find out how to get back home? What if this is weird, but what if the what if the the long line of of carts split up halfway through and then Mm. go down different tracks? Oh, that's good. Has a has a ride ever done that before? I don't think so. Okay, we're we're gonna be the first. Yeah. I mean, there's the closest. I I just think of things that go backward, like Expedition Everest or the Mummy Ride. Mm-hmm. I guess Rise of the yeah. Resistance does kind of in a little bit around the Adats, where you go up and take different routes, but then you get yeah. back together. But that's not what Scott's talking about, which is a far more ambitious idea. I yeah, think. a roller coaster train detaching from itself. Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. Mm, oh, you have it. Oh, it's sorry. so good. Yeah. I know. No spoilies, please. No, no yeah. spoilies. <laughs> That's like the one thing during Quar, you know, as we all are so thirsty for theme park content, I've like started to watch ride throughs of, you of know, rides I would otherwise save for international travel. And uh-huh. slowly as like, you know, this has continued, I've been like, okay, fine. Everything at Shanghai <laughs> Disney, I don't care anymore. But I can't do because Rise of Resistance is is at Disneyland. It's, it's right, right there. there. So. Yeah, we'll get to it soon. I just hopefully. never woke up early enough to get the reservation. Yeah, mm. we, my wife and I, we took a very last second trip in February, mm. and wow. but everyone thought we were crazy because we were going to Disney World in March, and guess what? That trip got canceled. Mm-hmm. So, so now you're happy. Yeah, I'm I'm real happy that that trip happened. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I got goodness. to become the captain of the Mark Twain um, right before COVID hit. <laughs> That's exciting. I've always yeah. wanted to do that. I have it. Yeah, it was it was amazing. I was there by myself. I mean, listen, there's a theme, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I just went and I um, I guess got pity taken on me from the person who was like in charge of, you know, handing out captain duties and they brought me up and I got to ring the bell and like steer the ship. And, you know, I have that certificate framed in my house and it's like one of my most prized possessions now. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Last time I was at universal Florida, they have the, the, the Raptor birth, the, the egg that, that opens up and mm-hmm. i walked up uh, so we walked uh, us at, stood there watching it and they always ask a kid like hey do you want to name this raptor and they give them a little birth certificate afterward i was like hey um i don't want to take this opportunity away from a child but could i have a raptor's birth certificate <laughs> and, <laughs> i'm sure uh, they get she, those questions all the time right she was so super sweet about it she gave me the certificate she's like and hey, you could always come to visit him and like visit her <laughs> and it was very very sweet and i was like oh it was a good day nice i feel like yeah i all weird adults like us that like theme parks have those moments yeah <laughs> oh. you're like ah well hello hi here we are <laughs> um going back to tom hanks i feel like there needs to be some sort of grouping with we hit on his space stuff he's a big space guy but mm-hmm. he's also a big war guy. He's a big mm-hmm. soldier dude. So, like, what do we do with all of the Band of Brothers, like, Saving Private Ryan stuff? Oh. That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> some sort of tank simulator? Um, mm. Well, I guess that's... No, they're not really in a tank in that movie at all, are they? They fight one. Hmm. This is yeah. tough, because like, that, that, the idea of that gives me just anxiety, just thinking about a war movie. But yeah, It could be well, like living with the land, and we are on a boat drifting through, oh. I guess, more Pirates of the Caribbean, but like, I, oh, just, okay. I just think of living with the land because of, like, I just imagine there being actual plants around us, <laughs> but, uh-huh. yeah. like, going through, like, Vietnam... And, you know, having like the marshes and like you're crouching or you're meant to (laughs) or something. And like they're about to do an attack, maybe. (laughs) How about this? And at the end, one person in the boat is selected to be Private Ryan. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's good. You get saved. Everybody (laughs) dies. And there's a tip. There's a tip on Reddit forums on how to make it, how to hack it for yourself. Don't put on your 3D glasses ahead of time. I'll hear that tip, but I'll never remember it in time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have Saving Private Ryan, Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) The D-Day part's got to be great. What about, um, do we have any love for the burbs uh, Mm. in the park? I know we have a couple of haunted attractions. Do we want to do like a walkthrough burbs house? 
Mm. I don't know the Burbs it's... all that well. I've watched it once, and I wasn't. Oh. I, I'll admit, I wasn't paying close enough attention. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's yeah. it's yeah. It's it's of its time, but it's good, and it does have a theme park presence in that it's still in Universal Studios and it's still part of the studio tour. Um, oh, cool! I mean, at the very least, it could be sort of the way that they have Springfield Land in Universal Studios, both in Orlando and in Hollywood, uh, where, you know, maybe it's something that's kind of like in the distance, like you see mm-hmm. it, but you don't really necessarily need to go and sort of explore it. You just go, oh, that's nice. Um, it's just more <laughs> atmosphere, sort of in the way that in Springfield, they have like, you know, you go walk by Moe's Bar, and then on top of Moe's Bar is like, a skyline of different businesses that you just see in the dis or like, right. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah I like, like that, that idea. Um, <laughs> so we can't, uh, so should we touch t- toy story? It's, a, it's so it's everywhere in Disney parks. Is it off limits? Mm. I don't know that it's the best use of our time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. That's what I thought. Uh, let's <laughs> see. How about a premium? thing you pay $30 a person and you get to play the um Robert Langdon game where you go around and look for different symbols and it activates stuff like kind of the Oh, uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Sort that of like the good. wand in um in Harry Potter land. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yes, but at a premium, of course. Yeah, yeah, at a premium, of course. <laughs> and the I thing mean, that you find is uh an animatronic Paul Bettany whacking himself just, in the back. Just yeah, Opus <laughs> Day yeah. hitting himself. That's, yeah. that's it. There could also be, I mean, Part of what is so great and magical about um, Imagineering and, and theme park designers are, you know, the attention to detail that is required for every single stone, every single brick, whatever, even in the parking lot. You could have whatever, you know, walkway from the parking lot to the main entrance to be the Bridge of Spies. You can oh. have things like that where you're like, that's so clever. They thought of everything. There's just always just like this mist hanging over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then somewhere you look for like co-written by Joel and Ethan Cohen. And you're like, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, so do we need to have some sort of a presence for uh, Mr. Rogers? Oh yeah, I, I feel like so. a kid a kid zone of the park might be a good uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Area. Yeah, yeah, you could they yeah. could have like puppet shows with Daniel Tiger and Aww. things like that. I love that. Yeah, that'd be Aww. nice. That's super wholesome. And, I love that. And also mm-hmm. that the stage could be used for like the faux TED talks from the circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I just as, as long as we're pitching. <laughs> hey, let's do it. I haven't seen that yet, but I need to. Oh, that's, do I what? mean, I haven't either. <laughs> I haven't either. Okay. And my husband, Mike, uh, made a costume for it for Thanksgiving. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. We just, we we read the room. We didn't need to be present for that moment in his career. Right. Uh, so he does have a few things in production. He's doing Pinocchio rumored as to be geppetto really is that yes i'm i'm guessing that's a live action reboot yes i believe so uh some sort of live action probably with the cg pinocchio nightmare fuel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> oh well i have disney plus like we all do so <laughs> i'll probably watch it <laughs> so i He's feel like geppetto still- in that right what's that yeah. right yeah, yeah. God, I can't wait to hear his Italian accent. Oh, it's going to be incredible. Oh goodness. <laughs> I mean, if it's anything like his um, mysteriously, is it a real country or isn't it a real country accent in the terminal, then I'm already on board. A hundred percent. So I'm, I think we're missing a, a like a real like top tier restaurant. Mm, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So what what? What ideas do we have for a restaurant? Well, there are eateries that we could extract from You've Got Mail, you know, like uh-huh. the the coffee shop that she waits with the rose, you know, and then he shows mm-hmm. up. Um, oh, yeah. You could have that be yeah. sort of a, you know, fast casual. But mm-hmm. we do, we need a BR guest. We need something that's going to be like closet in level kind of stuff. 
how about yeah. you can uh, you can go into the restaurant and they have the the uh what's what's it called the, the garnish that he just scoops up that's that's you've got mail right yes that is a garnish yes oh yeah oh the <laughs> kale or whatever yeah yeah that's good that's good what about a salad bar called the green mile oh <laughs> Okay. You're reminding me got. for Tom Thanksgiving, we would do the green pile and it would be all like cucumbers and green veggies. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe Philadelphia cheesesteaks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know about Philadelphia. I feel like I feel like that one should maybe. OK, OK. That one. That one's a bummer. That one's a bummer. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but that it might be too uh, much of a bummer. Okay. I feel like maybe a le- uh, we could have a like a hot dog stand themed after a league of your own, of their own. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, yeah that's that really is good. good. People mm-hmm. love that movie. It still slaps. It's, yep. it's very good. Iconic Hanks. Yeah, there's got to be a really nice restaurant though. Was there in Joe versus the volcano? Did the island they land on? I haven't seen the movie. Uh, was there any sort of like ceremonial dinner they went to or anything mm. like that? I'm thinking like an Ohana type uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that could be good. I mean, we could fudge the details <laughs> like Disney sure. does yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and be like, oh yes, this was yeah. the traditional. Yeah, <laughs> but I love I love that Ohana buffet, and I love the way you're thinking. I love that we've already decided this is basically a Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, so between the between, I, like, I'm 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 waffling between two icons for the park. You know, our our castle, so to speak. So you have the volcano mm-hmm. and Joe Joe versus the volcano. Okay. I think that's an option. Mm-hmm. I think the other option is uh, the Empire State Building, right from uh-huh. Slidless in oh, Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Um. Cool. That just goes down to like, what kind of vibe is this park? Is it more of a Disneyland Magic Kingdom, or is it more because he's a Hollywood guy? Is it Hollywood Studios or mm-hmm. Universal Studios? I think mm-hmm. if we're already doing the backlot of New York for our Main Street, I think I think Empire State Building works well. Yeah, yeah. and and I think you know, it, there, if we change our mind, deck. if we change our mind, we can just erect another building in front of it and block it. Right, yeah. we like have an unlimited budget. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tom has all the Hollywood blank checks. We can get him to pay. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what is this? What are we what am I paying for? Well, he's been listening to this whole thing, Brian. So Oh wow. Yeah. Hi, Tom. <laughs> I have another pitch for the Space Mountain. Um, because that thing you do is so special and because his production company is called playtone i feel like it should just be soaring through the playtone galaxy oh <laughs> i like that that's yeah. fun and it could be like a very musical it could be a mix of like space mountain and rock and roller coaster and or mm. that really weird period of time when they did a musical overlay for california scream and, and space mountain with red hot chili peppers <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, yes. I feel like yeah. we could get for no reason at all. And you bet your ass I was present for every day of that. Not every day, but you know what I, mean? I was there. I was there for it. I remember the chili peppers. I didn't ask questions. <laughs> I was one of the I mean, I don't ones. see why we can't have two coasters in this park. You're right. No, we can have no. as many coasters as we want. Yeah. We have the budget. You're right. Yeah. You're right. We could do it all. You're right. And we can have all the robots. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts? Any other ideas that we're missing out on? Um, the only one was another restaurant. Maybe with since the theme is Thanksgiving, we just have it basically be Julia's Thanksgiving uh, dinner oh, itself. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. That I love it's that. just nice. it's just leftovers. So <laughs> everything yeah, we're gonna eat is reheated in a day old. Yeah, it's all on Tupperware <laughs> when it comes to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it yeah. still feels like it's you know the comfort food that you want. Yeah, um, it could be like the storyteller's cafe. Where, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you need a reservation, sure, but you could still do walk-in. But it, it's, you know, it has to have that dinner buffet that we all love. Perfect. Yeah. I, I love that idea. That's very, uh, I think it's a good, that's a, it's a good uh, last, last thing. If, unless anything has, anyone has anything else to add on. No, I don't think so. Dream. I think that's it. 
Let's Perfect. get to, let's think... let's break ground. <laughs> yeah! I think we have a so- some solid ideas here. Uh, we'll we'll get to work on the blueprints and yeah, we'll we'll break ground next week. Yeah, yeah, oh I think God. that's good. I'm free. Perfect. Don't All even right. tempt well, me with a good time. I'm like so <laughs> I'm so ready to experience a theme park. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on, Julia. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to pitch or plug? <laughs> pitch? Well, We've been buying, pitching all day. What am I saying? <laughs> TV shows? Um, yeah. As you mentioned, uh, go and check out a show called The Simpsons. Um, mm-hmm. It is very good. Go and rewatch that Halloween treehouse. <laughs> go go and treat yourself with that. Um and listen to uh, my Simpsons podcast, Round Springfield. It is a spinoff for my other Simpsons podcast, Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. The previous version had people coming on talking about their favorite episode of the show. Now we interview people who've worked on the show, um, and we interview them about all of the other things that they've done in their lives and their careers. And um, a lot of people have responded uh, positively, but saying that it's kind of become a writing podcast. Um, oops. Uh, and i'm very proud of it i do that with my co-host ali gertz i'm trying to think of other things i mean follow me on twitter i'm at julia prescott on all the things um i've got things that you can buy things you can check out like i said i write a lot in animation so yeah if you like cartoons go and check out some cartoons i've worked on (laughs) yeah we will thank you so much julia thank you thank you it's such a pleasure (laughs) <laughs> and thank you, Tom Hanks. Thank you. Yes. For all Daddy that Hanks. you've done. God, I hope he hears For this. America. Oh. <laughs> I would probably die if he heard this. <laughs> <laughs> He'd email me being like, I heard you call me Daddy. And I <laughs> would like to have some words. I'll be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> He's been on The Simpsons. We have things in common. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, be sure to uh, back uh, check out our Patreon for a couple bonus episodes every month for our uh, Fast Pass and our retheme this episodes. Um, also, uh, be sure sh- uh, sh- be sure to follow us on Twitter at Theme Park This and Instagram at Theme Park This. We also have the Theme Park This listener group on Facebook, uh, so you can join the conversation. Tell us what we missed. You can come yell at us and tell us what we missed about our uh, Tom Hanks Park. Until next time. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Hanks. 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 <laughs>